Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and by Shuerton Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Apparently, if you live next to the train tracks, you get used to the sound of trains passing. After a while, you no longer hear the rumble or even notice that your house is rattling. If you listen to this show regularly, you might feel something of the same effect. You might have gotten so used to hearing about innovative entrepreneurs with successful businesses in New Orleans that you're no longer surprised by innovation or success. If you've gotten so used to sensational achievement, it's going to take something pretty amazing to impress you. And I've got that something right here for you. I'd like to introduce you to a business called idscan.net. idscan.net does pretty much what it says. It scans IDs, ID scan technology takes less than one second to collate information on whoever's ID is being scanned and tell you if you're the person, in fact, who their ID claims they are. You'll find ID scan at airports, they're TSA approved at casinos, college campuses, and many other places, including IBM, Shell, and Tesla. IDScan.net was started in New Orleans in 2003 and is still based here. The co-founder and CEO of IDScan.net is Dennis Petrov. Dennis, welcome out to lunch. It's nice to be here. Thank you, Peter. We heard the term biomedical corridor for a long time in the Louisiana legislature after Hurricane Katrina. It was going to be a major plank in the rebuilding of New Orleans. Much to the surprise of many people who have heard fantastic promises like this for generations, today there is not just a corridor. There's a growing biomedical district downtown. One of the anchors of the biomedical insurgents is the New Orleans Bioinnovation Center. The Bioinnovation Center is basically an office building where every office is occupied by somebody with a biomedical business that has the potential to change medicine. The people in these offices are principally scientists. The tricky part of this equation is getting their brilliant ideas out of these offices and into commerce. And that's the job of the Director of Technology Commercialization at the Bioinnovation Center, David Bodie. David, welcome out to lunch. Hey, Peter. Thanks for having me. Dennis, you've built IDScan.net from an idea that you developed in your house in New Orleans. You moved to an office at Launchpad, then to the Idea Village, and now you're in the UNO Lakefront Tech Park. You're as homegrown New Orleans as a business can get. In the process, you've gotten your product to be used by the TSA, Tesla, and a number of gigantic companies, including the world's largest retailers, whose names we can't mention due to non-disclosure arrangements you have with them. I know this is somewhere between a stupid question and a three-hour answer, but I have to ask you simply, how have you done this from New Orleans? It took years. It <laughs> took innovation. It took hard work, dedication. Uh, you have to offer a proper uh, price point for some of them, believe it or not. It's still money still counts. Um, and it's uh, not just uh, a business, it's our passion. That's, that's why we ended up with having uh, to uh, sell products to 
Fortune 500 companies and small companies as well. And when we think of ID Scan, I think of uh, you know people checking out that you are who you say you are, or maybe even uh, uh, a certain age, so you're able to do things. But it's wider than that, right? Uh, like finding out more about the customer. Absolutely, uh, it is uh, automatic data enrollment. Say instead of someone at the say hotel front desk typing your first name, last name, address, date of birth, ID number. It takes about one second for a computer to capture all information about you. And it was like five minutes with somebody writing things down? And it takes two or three minutes, yeah. and you know, human beings sometimes make mistakes, <laughs> and computers them. do not. And so, uh, and then, uh, give an example, like one of the places you have the ID scan is in the casino. Tell us how, how that enables them to find out more about their customers. Sure, uh, it's actually in multiple places in the casinos. For instance, you have to be 21, otherwise it is illegal for you to gamble in the United States. So casinos, by law, have to verify your age. So if you look under 30 or so, they will have to check your ID, which is typically a driver's license or maybe a motorcycle permit or state-issued ID. So that's one of the areas, is the security. Uh, then maybe you are on the um, uh, do not admit list or maybe self get on that? list. Like well, she... maybe you, uh, you know, do some nasty things at the casino. Right. Like win. There's a big time. <laughs> you have to win big time. Um, and that's, that's one of the areas. Then uh, they also like uh, loyalty uh, programs. So they want to give you certain perks if you come back and you spend a lot of money there. So they want to enroll you in their casino clubs. And that takes your personal information, your address, and so forth. And we simply provide a way to automate data capture. Now, David, it's all very well to have an office building filled with scientific geniuses, but converting great ideas into great businesses is about as specialized and difficult as coming up with the ideas in the first place, and that's your job. The first and most obvious issue anybody with an idea has to face is who is going to put up the money to finance it? A few years ago on this show, we met people from a fascinating New Orleans biomedical company who had a breakthrough treatment for arthritis that looked like it was going to work, but they had to leave New Orleans for California because they couldn't raise enough money here to finance clinical trials. The Bioinnovation Center's publicity material claims its associate companies and scientists have seen a combined total of over $93 million worth of funding. In terms of biomedical research, that's not a lot of money. I'm sure this is an issue you deal with every single day. Where does the money come from and do you attract enough of it here in New Orleans to fund the next big thing? Well, Peter, it's really a process. Um, <clears throat> our companies are usually coming out of the universities, and so a lot of the entrepreneurs uh, have received academic grants in the past. Uh, those are from the federal government primarily, and those academic grants have often been the first down payment on the technology being developed. But universities are not commercial entities, so at a certain point the research gets past the mission of the university. Fortunately, the federal government has a program called uh, Small Business Innovation Research Grants, and that is a free, uh, free in terms of equity uh, cash contribution into the company that lets them kind of take the first step in de-risking the company. So most of our clients and tenants have... Uh, the, they apply for the SBIR grants, and it can be up to uh, $350,000 to cover six to nine months of operations. Uh, and that sounds like a lot of money, but biomedical research is expensive. 
But the key advantage of this program is that it lets the companies get a proof of concept done, and then they become more attractive for investment. They're not always ready for investment immediately on the conclusion of that grant, but they can also get a follow-on grant of up to $2.5 million, and that provides tremendous uh, validation to investors that this is a technology that is that is meaningful scientifically and has some kind of market opportunity, market potential. Now, David, you... Um giving them grants or are you connecting them with investors how does it look we the difference between the academic grants and these sbir grants is that the sbir are for business so you have to tell the grant reviewer this is what my business is going to be and most of the scientists don't really have experience in that and that's where we come in to help them we help them define their value proposition identify what the market opportunity of that value proposition is the cost it will take to get to market. Uh, we help them identify what their regulatory pathway is going to be. And Do they then take an equity position? We don't take an equity position. The organization is a 501c3 nonprofit. We're an economic development organization. Uh, the Bioinnovation Center does have a subsidiary called the BioFund that does do equity and debt investments, but those are independent of our services. So the, the center has really three different uh, legs there's the building itself, which is offices and lab space that uh, companies can rent. There's the bio fund, and there's my team, the commercialization team. And we provide free services to support the scientists as they turn their technology into a business. Um, Dennis, first of all, you were nice enough to bring uh, one, of your, one of the implements, the scanners. Uh, do these things keep developing? Absolutely, absolutely. They keep developing as we speak. Uh, there are new technologies being available on a regular basis, uh, we just came back from a huge trade show in Dallas. We're going to another uh, premiere event in Las Vegas next week. And it's keep on going. Uh, human beings are continue developing, improving processes, making them faster, adding biometrics to the process. Face recognition is the next big thing coming over. Uh, artificial intelligence, absolutely no doubts, will be a huge thing in this when, century. When you mentioned those last two things, how far away are they? They're just getting started. They're absolutely in the very, very beginning of this very interesting and unique uh, development for humankind, I would say, especially artificial intelligence. Uh, certainly, you already can see uh, technologies where there are no need for IDs, no credit cards, not even cash money. You, your fingerprint is your method of payment, it's who you are, or maybe your face, or your iris. Uh, and computers are much better at predicting things than humans. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Dennis Petrov from ID Scan, the company that powers a lot of the ID and security checks around the country, from the airport to the grocery store. And David Bodie, the Director of Technology Commercialization at the New Orleans Bioinnovation Center. Um, David, do you bring the people into the Bioinnovation Center, or is that someone else? Uh, we, we have an open-door policy for anyone who has a technology uh, that's in the life sciences. Um, as I said, we're a, an economic development organization, so our mission is to grow the life science industry in Louisiana. So anyone who has a business or a business idea that kind of fits within that mission, we are happy and willing to work with them. We do um, go out and meet uh, with researchers at the universities to try to draw them out because not every uh, inventor 
is always thinking about building a business around the technology. You know, if you're a tenured uh, faculty member, your job is to publish right. and to create patents, but it's not really to create a business. So we try to go and um, give presentations to researchers at the universities in, in town and around the rest of the state as well sometimes. Now, these people tend not to be business people per se, so you're really, you're, you're really kind of taking over this aspect. It's not that we take over, but we, we provide them support until they're ready to hire someone to be their business partner. Most of the time, it's one or two people who is you know really just a scientist, and we provide that business perspective until they're ready to hire someone full-time in the company to really run the business, be like the COO, uh, chief operating officer, while the, the inventor will be the chief scientific officer. And what was it, Dennis? We did, as a kid, were you always like a tinker? I like to play with things. You know. It's really uh, worked out, you know. Uh, especially our uh, co-founder, Andrei Stanovnov, who is here with me today. He has a technical background. He's got a master's degree in computer science. And I know Andrei was assembling computers from a very early age. He's our chief technology officer at the present time. Now, I see this ID scanner in front of me. Uh, what does it do? It's going to be on the, the desk at, when you check into the hotel. What's, what's going to happen there? If it's hotel, yes, it's going to be sit on your desk. Uh, if you are a car dealership, you have an iPad with a CRM system on it, so it will automatically scan the driver's license. If you are, and I hope that David will recommend our visitor management solution to your building. I'm sure your building needs one, um, just like many offices in New Orleans area, including government buildings. Already using our visitor management solution, a visitor comes in, uh, he's being asked to present an ID, asked where he's going to. As soon as his ID or her ID is scanned, a host will receive SMS on her or his cell phone that the visitor has just arrived. Uh, uh, automatically, a visitor badge will be printed so a guest can attach one to uh, a jacket uh, or clothes. Uh, and then the record will be created that this guest has arrived at a certain time. And if this is an unwanted guest, a certain message will pop up and maybe security will be notified. Or if it's a VIP, then uh, certain things will happen. Uh, there is a way to run background checks. Uh, certain businesses, for instance, in the U.S., by law, have to verify against known terrorists and other lists such as OFAC, and we offer all these services and background checks as well. Wow. You know, I, all I can think of is there's a lot of high school kids that are going to be very upset when you've, you've ended this uh, fake ID thing. And, and I say if you, if you don't break the law, you've got nothing to worry about. That, that's the problem. They're breaking the law. That is... <laughs> <laughs> Dennis, David, this is the part of the show we call another great idea. Maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got a great idea for you. They tell you about this job you should apply for, or this guy you should have a cup of coffee with, or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. You can take this advice, and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that might have turned out really great. Or you can take your friend's advice, and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice, and how did it turn out? Uh, David, I'll start with you. Recently, uh, maybe, I guess maybe like two years ago, I was, um, I was playing a gig with a friend of mine, and uh, we were just chit-chatting on the break, and he said that uh, some of the best advice that he had gotten was to always be better dressed than the band leader. And I think that's a really good 
a good <laughs> thing that you should consider in anything you're doing in life. And it's it's just a way to, to think about, you know, the audience that you're presenting to. And I share that advice with my clients, my entrepreneurs, because in the startup world, especially with the success of the TV show Silicon Valley and just the general uh, ethos that California Silicon Valley type companies have, you know, it's all t-shirt and jeans and a sport coat. And I think that works for the right audience, but it's important to know who your audience is and what their expectation is. So I think that's a great piece of advice for anyone to, to have. Anytime you're going to a meeting, think about who you're meeting with and what, what their expectation is and that you, you should try to exceed their expectation in your presentation. And you take your own advice. You look great and you've got a red bow tie. Yeah, thanks. This is all working out. Thanks. Dennis, what about you? Uh, it was not an explicit advice, but this is something I took from my father, who unfortunately passed away when I was just 12 years old. Uh, he uh, encouraged me to uh, listen to uh, alternative way of information, which was transferred in uh, USSR back then uh, through radio waves. And I'm talking about Voice of America or BBC. So this fantastic radio programs, radio shows had absolutely drastic event on my life. That's probably why I'm sitting here across the world and uh, immigrated to United States and I'm very proud uh, US citizen by choice. I was not born here, uh, but now I'm um, a US citizen. And that's what uh, brought me to this show, I guess, is to listening to wonderful radio uh, news coverage, which was prohibited in USSR, uh, it was sort of might be prohibited here soon. The way it's going, so uh, wow. They, well, I, now I'll ask this question to both of you: What is the end game, uh, uh, Dennis? I mean, does eventually, do eventually you sell to Google? Do these people on in bio innovation? Do they they find a big big pharma company to to run it? What what comes what comes when it when the success hits? What comes? I'll start with Dennis. Uh, uh, right now, it's a lifestyle. It's fun to run your own business. Uh, it's not an easy decision. As a matter of fact, it probably was the hardest decision of my life to leave a very comfortable six-figure job to start working for myself. It took many, many, many years to do that, and I'm very happy I've done it um, with Andre. And right now, it's just a great journey of innovating, coming up with new technologies, meeting great people all around the world, uh, dealing with cutting-edge technology, implementing new technology, uh, seeing results of that. I'm uh, very proud to say we are uh, cash positive. We don't have any venture capital. Wow. Uh, this is all uh, finance from operations. That uh, is pretty unusual. That is, that is just great. a great journey. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure what's going to happen in well, three, if you're enjoying years. it, just stay We're with it. Absolutely enjoying it right now. And Dave, what happens next to these companies? I mean, um, do they, do they become part of a bigger company? That's really the business model, yeah. Um, because it's so it's so expensive to get through clinical trials, and it's it's just not really cost effective to build a whole sales team to sell your device or sell your new um, cancer drug. The business model is really to do the scientific development, get through most of the clinical trials, and then be acquired. So success for the Bioinnovation Center is really putting Louisiana on the map as a place where great medical technologies come from. And the way we would do that is through um, an acquisition of one of our client companies 
that would provide two things that would then continue to benefit New Orleans. It would provide a capital infusion, and then there would be more investors. And it would provide uh, experienced entrepreneurs that can go either join another company, start another company, or advise other companies and try to grow the industry. As you well know, Peter, one of the things that New Orleans has struggled with over the years is diversifying the economy, and that's why we were created. And so success for us is to make um, biomedical technology a, a key part of the New Orleans and the Louisiana economy. That's great. And one thing from this show I've learned is inventors and entrepreneurs, they've got several other ideas in the back of their mind. Always, always, the yeah. Goes, Leah. As I mentioned, we sat down for lunch today. There's no shortage of great entrepreneurial ideas here in New Orleans. But Dennis and David, both of you are working at a level that few of us outside of the tech world even know exists here in the city. We've only managed to scratch the surface of what you're doing, the hard work it's taken to get where you are, and the, and the potential of what lies ahead. Along with the rest of New Orleans, I look forward to keeping up with you and following your progress. Congratulations on all the successes you've achieved so far, and thank you both for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thanks, Peter. Thank you so much, Peter. Thanks, guys. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Dennis Petrov, the co-founder and CEO of IDScan.net, and David Bodie, Director of Technology Commercialization at the New Orleans Bioinnovation Center. You can find out more about Dennis's and David's extraordinary innovations by following the links on our website, itsneworleans.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Our researcher is Matthew Ellison. You can listen to this show and to past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on our itsneworleans.com and It's New Orleans Facebook pages. These photos were taken today by Allison Moon. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business, New Orleans style, on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp and by Shewart & Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitchell's music is available wherever great jazz is sold or streamed and at mitchellforeman.com. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week.